Bus.net Podcast Network. They come from the bowels of hell, guided by a master plan for complete domination of the earth. It arouses such emotion that the management has been forced to state positively no refunds. What? Hi, I'm Patience. <laughs> Start the podcast. I, someone just pointed at me Sorry, as Patience, I was... <laughs> what do you mean you looking at your phone? <laughs> no, I was actually going to start watching Wolf Cop because <laughs> I am the asshole who didn't get to watch the whole entire movie, so yeah. Patience is going to spend the next hour while we review movies while you guys watching review, Wolf Cop. Yeah, yeah, she watch... won't be on these reviews because she's got to be on the most important review. <laughs> I, All right. well, Welcome to episode three oh, of rest, the Deliberations of in. Doom uh, uh, look Wolf, at werewolf extravaganza at, at, at werewolves. Yeah, uh, I'm Russell. I'm Rob. I'm Chris, and I'm still patience. <laughs> All right, and uh, this is the third episode. Third epic know, episode. Epic. Uh, so we can try uh, to keep this under an hour. Yeah, so let's get this shit going. Yeah. We're talking about some werewolf movies. Chris, what's next on our list? Well, the next one is The Howling, of course, made at the same time as American Wolf London and. Wolfen, same year. Yeah. All three werewolf movies came out. Something about the 80s. We're feeling 81, the 81, man, was Wolf, a good Wolfen year. was like that one that almost made the cut for our show. It got real close. close. It got real close, but did not. Which uh, makes me sad, because I feel like we should have done the 81 trilogy. Well, you know? You're all good, Patience, because we're going to do a Werewolves Part 2. Yeah. Oh, well, God well, damn it. <laughs> I feel like we're definitely going to do, we talked about doing a show, the ones we missed. And if we were to do that, Wolfen would be the one we missed from this show, yeah, for fair. sure. But The Howling is in 1981. One film directed by Joe Dante. There was a lot of sort of crossover with American Wolf and London, not the least of which Rick Baker, as we mentioned on episode one of the Where Are Wolf Werewolf movies. Slutting it up between werewolf movies. Slutting it up between werewolf movies. Uh, and kind of worked on this one. Um, but Rob Bodden took over, who did the thing. Yeah, Rob Bodden was kind of his protege and ended up being one of the great practical makeup artist guys in his own right here. And there's certainly some great practical makeup going on in this as well, I would say. Although certainly not as good as American Wolf in London, because still nothing has. The story is uh, follows Scream Queen. Yes, that's right. I'm going to call her a Scream Queen, Dee Wallace, because she was yeah, in a she kinda yeah, is. Yeah, I agree with that. ton of horror mm-hmm, movies. Yeah. Uh, plays a L.A. television news anchor. When we meet her, we find out she's being stalked by a serial murderer named Eddie Quist, who has been sending her, calling her and sending her messages and has apparently killed a bunch of people. She's cooperating with the police, but also kind of taking the side of her own news station of trying to get the story first with communicating with her, with agreeing to meet him. She meets him in a porno theater. Porno uh, shop. With yeah. a porno, porno little, shop. Little yeah. movies in the back. With the little movies in the back. Uh, he shows up. Uh, the cops the good show, old days. Yeah, the cops show up and shoot him. <laughs> she feels like everything's fine. Everything things like things like are fine. But as we see as viewers, something happens that she sees. She's so horrified and shocked by that she literally cannot remember it. But her own literally, yeah, it wasn't me. Defcon three. <laughs> Chris literally is. Go on, Do you want a rubber band? I, I feel I feel like literally is only a Defcon if you say it in a way where it's not actually Doesn't matter. what it means. It's all literally. So, anyways, go uh, on. Uh, her therapist pa- uh, Patrick McGee says, uh, "Hey." Is it Patrick McGee? I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. It is Patrick McGee. Patrick McNee. Sorry. Oh, wow. Different actor entirely. Says, uh, hey, I run this whole resort. It's kind of a hippie resort out in the mountains. I should send you and your husband, who, by the way, uh, was her real-life husband. Uh, and also her lover in Cujo. Indeed. Um, 
to uh, out to this place to kind of relax and get your thoughts together. And she goes out there with them, and it's filled with a bunch of weirdos, like serious weirdos. weirdos. Uh, not the least of which is John Carradine, who who's very old at this point and wandering around kind of muttering to himself. Uh, Slim Pickens as the local police officer who's kind of like friendly to this whole community. Um, oh, oh, good name. Um, uh, what is it? Was it was it Elizabeth Brooks? I believe who was like the super hot, sexy leather chick who sadly died young from cancer, oh, but had good. like a promising career in multiple different fields, including dance and theater and stuff. But uh, she's like, oh, they're both like, this is weird. What's going on? But you find out that this is, in fact, a community of people, of werewolves who've decided to try and live off the grid and not kill human beings, but raise cattle and stuff to in order to, like, survive without getting noticed. Unfortunately, yeah. the guy in question, Eddie, was a werewolf who was part of their community, played by... Star Trek's Robert Picardo. Yeah, I know. Yeah. One of his, with hair and everything. Yeah. In one of his first uh, on-screen roles. Indeed. Uh, who has bitched about it since. It's like, I was one, in two plays on Broadway. I've won multiple awards. My first time in California, they melt my face off. Let's put yeah, a little bunch of Yeah, and a little bunch of horror film. Uh, and Dick Miller, who briefly appears and yet for some reason refers to this as one of the favorite his favorite films he was ever in. Uh, but it ends up being a sort of like them realizing that this is a werewolf thing, that the, the community... Future Adam Sandler director Dennis Dugan shows <laughs> up and <laughs> takes care of business. The, the, them, uh, that's true. Holy shit. Wow, I didn't even think about that connection. Wow, yeah. nice. Um, and everybody, like, that sort of, like, the community turning going, oh, we're not sure we agree with this therapist anymore, like, we shouldn't do this, or we're primal, we should be this way. And all that being said, it takes fucking forever to get to the point where anything interesting happens after that <laughs> first five minutes where you're like, oh, for fuck's sakes, we get it. California's full of hippies. Uh, it's really dull for a long, long stretch of this movie. It does have the advantage of at least conceptually having that cool idea of her at the end, once again, spoiler podcast, uh, going, there are werewolves and I can prove it and intentionally trans, uh, because she's been bitten, transferring, uh, D. Wallace, trans, uh, transforming, transforming into a werewolf on the air live. I was like, that, that's really cool. That's a neat idea of that happening. But then everyone just going, cool special effects. Was it like a stunt thing? And no one believes it at all. It was like, yeah, it's because we're all so jaded. It felt like this is a movie that had things I wanted to say. It just didn't say them very well. Um, so is that your, that's, that's your my, take? that's my take. Uh, I think, I think the effects are decent enough. Right. Know? Like I like the, 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 the on two legs werewolves, but yeah. at points they're kind of goofy looking. Yeah. You know, Russ. Oh, uh, you know, the howling is one of those movies. Uh, the first time I watched it, I remember I didn't love it. I think I watched it again, uh, some years after that. And then I watched it again for this podcast. It's one of those movies, I think the story is so strange and disjointed, I, I can't really tell you what happens in the movie. It, it it doesn't really hold together for me in any real way. Uh, it it has kind of an upsetting beginning. Um, and then, like Chris said, it's just kind of boring uh, and weird. And then it has this poor man's Tom Atkins uh, <laughs> as her as her, her boyfriend or whatever, or husband, I don't remember. Anyways, uh it's it's strange to me that this movie has as much esteem that it does. Seven and, sequels. Yeah, and and oh, also gosh. that it got 
Joe Dante so much work and that it's kind of a cornerstone. It gets him Gremlins. It's, it's a cornerstone of his career. In it's, fact, it's, it's considered to be in the same universe as Gremlins. There's references in Gremlins mm-hmm. that set up that the this was happening at the face same sticker. time. Wow, that could, that could actually be interesting if yeah. I cared about this movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think it has kind of an over-inflated uh, rep. Uh, it does have... Uh, crazy, weird campfire wolf sex. But I don't know if that's the reason to recommend the movie. Nope. Um, that it's, weird it's, sequence where it gets animated for no apparent reason at all. And, yeah. and, and you know, honestly, um, I just feel like it's strange to me that this came out. Is it is it the same year as American Werewolf in same London? Same year as that same and year. Wolfen. God, it feels like and a movie that, that is much earlier. There's like a six-year stretch in the 80s where there was like 12 werewolf movies. It's ridiculous. Of course, that also includes Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf 2, but, you know. Well, uh, this is uh, a, a movie I think is is a tad uh, overrated. I mean, I understand why you'd be curious to watch it. Um, it does betray signs of intelligence, but I don't think it's a, it's a really great werewolf movie. So, that's kind of my take on it. Well, that's it? Yeah. Wow. Uh... This is a bizarre movie. Like, I mean, I've, I've watched it a few times, and like Russ said, like, it never stays with me. I can never remember what happens in this fucking movie. Like, I was like, wait, is there like a campfire? Like, what goes on in this movie? It's like a psychologist. Yeah, it's a really bizarre. So, it has this really murky, um, uh, uh, Low disclosure beginning. It's very De Palma esque. It feels like the be- it feels like something in a blowout or Dress to Kill. There's it's kind of skeezy. It's sort of uh, you know they're in this porn shop and then there's like you know there's cops and there's sort of fine reporter. It's totally ludicrous. You see Al Pacino and drag driving by. I mean I I mean I <laughs> wish there was something as interesting as that, but it's just it feels like low rent De Palma and I you know and then um uh. They, you know, they, they set this stuff up and then there's like this, you know, this is basically the plot, like Chris said, but I mean, if you narrow it down, you'd say like, this chick is like contacted by this crazy person who may be killing people to go to this porn shop and then she sees something she doesn't remember and then she's crazy on the air. So they send her to a colony of like these hippie people. Like, this is the plot. Like, I can only imagine if you're in a room with someone and pitch this in like today, they'd be like. Yeah, man. Um, come back when you have a movie. You know, I, like I feel like you could do a completely absurdist comedy version of this plot, but, but, but you, in a serious way. But I, but the movie—that's the weird thing for me. And I've watched this, and I was trying to talk to Russ, and I said, like, is this a self-aware movie? Because I feel like Dante makes self-aware movies. I feel like Gremlins is self-aware. You know, Gremlins two matinee, like they're self-referential movies, and the Burbs, the Burbs, like these are movies that are sort of aware of the movies they are, and in some ways, the characters are almost like conscious like the movie is aware of the movie it is and this movie seems to skirt that line but to no real end it's not you know what you want is evil dead this movie is not like evil dead 2 it's it is, not army it darkness it is filled with more than any other werewolf film non-stop references to other werewolf films right but or, not in a way that, werewolf that, that makes any that you know it's like and none of it feels clever it's like oh that guy's eating wolf chili right like yeah that, everything's a know? wolf thing or whatever yeah. and um yeah he's reading thomas wolf like they're pretty yeah. clunky. Not, not as clever as a film we'll talk about later. Um, so, so they, you know, they're doing all this stuff. Uh, I, I guess I just watching the movie. I, I just like, it's not really scary. It sort of takes a while to get what's going. The characters aren't particularly sympathetic or interesting. It's not funny, but it, although it feels to have a somewhat jokey tone, and then the werewolves show up. Um, I, I think like. Actually, I will say, uh, what's his face? Uh, who's the guy from Star Trek? Uh, Picardo. Uh, Robert Picardo. Yeah. He, he's the most interesting person all of a sudden. He pops up in the movie 
And unlike everybody else in the movie, he seems to be doing something interesting. He has that thing where he keeps calling, like, hey, Bright Boy, do you know what's going on? And he's, and again, we're in this weird thing where they're obviously thinking the same thing as, like, American Wolf, where, like, his face is kind of melted off. And his transformation's pretty interesting. Like, that's pretty good. I liked how big the werewolves were. There was, like, some scale to them. And there was something just to be said for that third act where everything finally starts happening. It does. And with the werewolves being unprepared for the fact that these humans actually know what they it's are. Not a gr- it's not a great third act, but it's good enough that, like, unlike some of the other werewolf movies, it kind of seems to have a third act. Yeah. But the rest of the movie, I'm so bored about what's going on. I like that they start to kind of figure out what's going on, but, like, every kind of bad, low-budget horror movie, like... It's kind of interesting when they start to figure out what's going on, and then it sort of doesn't really come together in a way that human beings would actually do it. Like, yeah. it takes forever, they're sort of incompetent at it, they don't seem sort Her, of alarmed. She transforms in front of her, and she just kind of hangs out. Yeah, she hangs out in some crappy office, and you're like, what's happening? Um, yeah, I, this movie um, is probably my second least favorite movie that we watched. Like, I just, I it was kind of, and you know what? I was, I will say, like, it was only 90 minutes. Like, like, you know, um... Uh, or is it? No, is this one longer? 91 minutes. Yeah. It 90 felt minutes? like a fucking decade. It, it did, did go on for a while. I mean, and even the, it's like, just a slog, there's a like, moment that, like, famously was improv line by Bricardo where like, they shoot him in the head and he pulls the bullet out along with his brain matter and yeah. goes, let me give you a piece of my mind. And I was like, yeah, you should have left that on the, uh, on the cutting room floor. Did the whole movie so just, awkward. you know, do you, I mean, like, do you all stone, like, I like her and others, excuse me, and other stuff, but there's nothing special about what's going on with her. And her husband and her, like, they're just, they're not even really characters. They're more like, you know, the people in the movie that we, we think of as, like, the protagonists. Yeah. Because, like, when they die or stuff happens, I'm not scared. I don't care. Um, so, you know, there's... I feel like I would like to see a remake of this film from the werewolf's point of view where they're the sympathetic characters. I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so, anyways, um, too bad. I guess John Sales wrote the script. Yeah. I think we should point that out. And he was in doing the a, movie. He was doing a lot of horror films. He, he then. wrote Piranha and this and, and, uh, and Alligator. Yep. So we had and three I movies. I fucking too. love Piranha, too. I know. So, uh, it's just, you know, there's I some do. stuff going on. You can feel them, like, you can, but it, it's, you, this is the crappier version to me of American Werewolf. Okay. You know I, so. I, I agree with you guys 100%. I was so bored with this movie that at one point I forgot that I was watching the fucking movie. <laughs> I am not shitting you. I was like, oh shit, oh yeah, I was supposed to be watching this. Because I was just like, um, it's so... You just zoned out. To yeah, it was. Break. It was just. It's there's so, no investment in what's going on. It, there is literally zero investment at all. Death um, and four. as and like Joe Dante, like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Thank you. Appreciate you. Um, uh, who made Gremlins and our space? The yeah. verbs like you expect so much more. Uh, How fun should this movie be compared this, to this movie? This movies? one. I mean, and I. I feel like, especially with all like it, all the cameos, there were so many great cameos for that time. Like Slim Pickings, for fucking yeah, God's sake! Like all of these great cameos, I feel like this would translate to a shitty Adam Sandler movie today. In in, in like perfectly with shitty cameos, a shitty movie that nobody fucking so likes. Dennis learned everything yeah. he knows. Really, really bad. I mean, at one point they're like, "Oh, is that what a cow sounds like?" And I was like, R- "Really?" Yeah, I mean, cool going it's on. the fucking eighties. How is that even a good joke? Like every oh, okay, whatever. I'm gonna not rant, no, but you're right. um, 
There's like at one point there's like this creepy redneck dude wearing like a fuzzy EDM vest with like oh, his yeah. his incestuous sister. And they spend a lot of time and with they that spend dude. And a lot of and I was like, comes what is mouth. why? Yeah. And it's it, there's and oh god, this movie's so badly edited. Um, it's so choppy. Yeah. And at one like the end point where they're going through like their final like transformations type things. It's so choppy that they, it's really hard to follow, um, as far as like that whole plot line goes. It, this is just not a good movie. However, I did like that end scene. It's a cool idea. I like it goes to an interesting idea. Yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate the rest of the movie just I thought isn't the ending was. It's a great ending. It's yeah. Just, it's just. Even though weirdly she's a, an adorable puppy werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you're a cute little one. Cute little button um, nose. If they remake this, you know we're getting like the Adam Sandler version. So fuck that shit. There man. is a good, yeah. I mean, there is a way you could remake this and make a really cool movie out of it. This is just not that original. Yeah, film. absolutely. What's next? Uh, next up on the list is. Brotherhood of the Wolf, which I, which I feel certain is the Summer Brothers' favorite movie. Honestly. This is actually. One of my choices. I think I chose this movie because I, I fucking love this movie. However, in retrospect, this is so definitely not a werewolf movie. Yes, and I caught crap from that from one of my friends, and I said, "Yeah, you're right. I don't care." Still don't care because I fucking love. It's this a movie. monster movie. It's a movie that if you haven't watched these movies, you think is a werewolf movie. So it's, fair enough. It's a monster. It's movie. no. I feel it's okay. It's it is less a werewolf movie than Wolf is, but it's still it's a monster movie that everyone in the film thinks it's essentially a werewolf. Nobody ever says the word werewolf, but in that defense, in most werewolf movies, no one ever says the word werewolf. So, including. The original movie, The Wolfman. Yeah. Yeah. In this one, he's the beast. Yeah. The but, beast uh, of Golf Who wants to describe the plot? Because good luck. Russ. Oh, snap. Uh, Do it. The, 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 uh, the, the movie opens uh, at the midst of the exact. <laughs> um, once upon a time, uh, the movie opens uh, with a. Uh, it actually takes place in flashback because it, it opens with the. Uh, the, uh, I believe, are they in Paris? It's the, the moment of the French Revolution and, and, uh, this yes. aristocrat is being led to his, his death at the guillotine. But before he does, he writes an, an account, uh, of his younger days where the, the, uh, there was a small town on the French countryside who was terrorized by what they thought was this monstrous wolf. And they send out uh, one of a, the king's favorite. A real story for the record: the Beast of Gavadon. Yeah, all of the, uh, every character in this, except for like two, were based on real people who were really involved for the hunt for this mythical beast. And uh, is the king's favorite? Is he botanist? Uh, he yeah. is his naturalist. Naturalist, naturalist yeah. sorry, and uh, and his uh, buddy slash manservant slash. Kung Fu slash Native American. Slash, you know, they're sucking each other's dicks. Yeah. Iroquois. Yeah. Uh, anyways. They are a little too close. I'm sorry. Well, there's, some, there's some handsome men, and I would... Yeah, I can see the attraction. It's yes. Mark Chicasco's. I mean, you'd be like... All right, anyways, moving along. They they uh, they they are sent down there to try and investigate what's happened for the, the, uh, the king, and uh, they slowly begin to realize that the locals... Uh, are not on the right track with the wolf, or are thinking of the beast in a, in a, a, a more uh, 
normal terms, and they they begin to believe that there may be something else, either supernatural or conspiracy laden, um, and uh, and then uh, you know it just goes from there. I, I I just it would be it would take way too long to explain the rest of the plot. It would well. because it goes many 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 many. It's places. a very convoluted plot. There's a lot of subplots. There's a lot of like side quests. Which isn't to say that we're not going to once again spoiler cast discuss all of them. Yeah. Uh, but your opinions on it. Uh, so here's what I would like to say about this movie. Um, <clears throat> as David Lynch said in Twin Peaks The Return, <laughs> oh, Jesus. last night I had another Monica Bellucci dream. First of all, Monica Bellucci is in this movie and is uh, just stunning and amazing and has a really great part. Um, but I, what I would like to say about Brotherhood of the Wolf is the thing that I have said to so many people about Brotherhood of the Wolf, which is the Brotherhood of the Wolf, I think we all have to admit, is the greatest merchant ivory martial arts papal conspiracy giant monster movie ever made. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, you just nailed it right yeah, there. Yeah, that's really the plot. You so totally nailed I, it. I, I, the, the thing about uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf, and, and I, I, I mean, I say that in a cheeky way, but but I mean that in the sense that Brotherhood of the Wolf is one of those movies like Old Boy or Pulp Fiction. It's a fucking movie. It's cinema. And it, it does the kinds of things that I think movies do really well. And that's what I love about the film. And I loved it the first time I saw it. I loved it now. It's, you know, it's overstuffed. It's filled with all kinds of weird stuff that doesn't make sense together. Uh, but it is epically shot and realized it's got French guys with blonde mullets and like I'm sorry or the French pronounce it Moulet, Moulet. <laughs> uh, and, and and like you said Native American Kung Fu warriors and um, giant- I'm sorry he's half Filipino Chinese and half Irish Japanese playing he is in real life, a Native in real life, American but in the film Kung Fu warrior yeah um <laughs> Uh, and, and it, you know, uh, it, you know, like I say, it's all over. Oh, and, and unless I forget, once again, uh, Monica Bellucci is in this movie and so is amazing. amazing. But but also uh, really brings sort of this the, the great uh, indefatigable quality that these that foreign film actresses like like Claudia Cardinal or Bridget Bardot bring to these movies. She has in this film, and and everybody is totally on board for what this movie is trying to do. And, and I just, I, I can't say enough about how I feel about that. And, and I think it's a real tragedy that Christopher Gons, who, who made this film, really never made another movie like this ever again. He, he made the Silent Hill he movie, Silent Hill, which, which um, I, I don't good. love. Crying Freeman. And, um, Crying Freeman. Yes, but Crying Freeman is no good. Brotherhood of the Wolf. And, yeah. and, and, and that's sort of my point on this is that really most movies are no, uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Uh, and and uh, and that that's that's all I'm gonna say about this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Russ, I, you pretty much nailed everything that I would say about it. I think, um, you know, yeah, it's. Uh, I think like yeah, it's like the best historical period action mystery monster country <laughs> flick ever made. Um, and so some of the effects have kind of aged a little poorly, which I was disappointed but in. But Beast um, looks pretty fucking terrible. But overall, this blows the doors off most genre flicks. Like, it's bursting with ideas, eye-popping visuals, and pretty much all of it works. Including, but not limited to, a, a dissolve from Monica Bellucci's naked body to a hillside. Which is stunning and beautiful and really cool. Um, 
I don't know what happened to Gans. It's a real freaking tragedy. Uh, he, he's basically early Wachowskis here. Like he's he's just like this guy who feels like he's going to revolutionize cinema, and he doesn't do that, which is really disappointing. The l- biggest flaw is probably the last third. Uh, a lot of cool stuff happens, but it probably should be streamlined. Um, just too, a few too many climaxes. Um, I feel like all movies should be as ambitious and, and as and as full as this movie. Uh, filled with great moments, like who the bad guy is, the reveal of like his arm, and just all that cool stuff. Uh, the you know the the beast attacks, especially like some of the the more um, hidden ones, are really great. Uh, the lead's really good. Um, you know, yeah, definitely. Uh, Mark Dacascos, man, comes off so cool in this movie, and it's a, it, it makes no sense why he. Also, didn't go on to do more. It's such a star-making moment for him. Um, um, he's the chairman on Iron Chef America, duh. I mean, he did land somewhere on his feet. <laughs> uh, this is just a cool movie. Uh, it is still kind of a horror movie. I do think of it as a monster movie. I, I do think, despite all the other weird trappings to it. Um, yeah, man, this movie's just like... I don't know, dude. I've watched this movie for like, what? How long how old is this movie now? Like, a decade and a half? And it's still fucking cooler than most shit I go to the movies to see. So... Um, yeah, my only real disappointment in this movie is that the effects are a little old. I think it should probably be a slightly tighter in the third act, and um, that the director did not do more cool shit because he should have. I love the fact that we were like, "Oh no, we own it," and I was, I was like, "Oh, I have a copy." You're like, "Oh no, I own it too," and we're, that's how much we love this movie. Yeah. And this is what a perfect example of a shit show of a movie plot that should have never worked, and somehow it works. It totally works. Like there is no reason why this movie should come together the way that it does, but you're so fucking entertained, and you're like, "Oh yeah, no, that totally makes sense." That Monica Bellucci is a whore slash Vatican can spy who right. is also a deadly on, like assassin, a, you know. Are there a fox line or, or yeah. like, that shit's super I mean, boring there's shit just, to me. I mean, there's such outlandish aspects to this movie, but you're like, oh yeah, no, totally, that, that totally makes sense. In this context, it's a great fucking movie. And I just want to point out that this movie is one of the prettiest films. It's a great looking film. It's absolutely gorgeous. Like, every single shot. Yeah. There is not one shot wasted in this movie on, like, bad cinematography. I don't know who the director of photography was, but whoever it was, Looking like, holy shitballs. Yeah, and where they were. I mean, that that that, that amazing, like, French. landscape, yeah. When Mark Dacascos, who is definitely my favorite character of the film, because yeah, I just the love the shit out of him, and one of my guilty pleasures is a movie that he did called Drive, which is fucking terrible, but it's fun, and it's also with uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner, uh, highly recommend if you like terrible films. And Malcolm are, Jamal Warner. And Malcolm Jamal <laughs> Warner in like really badly written like cyber human films. Mark also was in Crying Freeman. There About you the go. Uh, okay. Uh, real quick side note: uh, this movie was shot by Dan Lauston. Um, oh wow! Who shoot? Who shot? Uh, who's uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro's boy? He shot Mimic. Okay. He just shot Shape of Water. There you uh, go. He shot John Wick too. Yep. Um, so he's a really... And Dacascos uh, is returning in John Wick 3, three. as Zero, Woo! a major assassin character. I'm so excited so about excited. that. All right, so... Um, yeah, so I just... And I thought I was like, I'm going to go into this movie and I'm going to fucking regret it and it's going to be awful. And yes, the third act is not super great, especially it's really, really bad CGI uh, with the Beast. Yeah. But... 
everything else, like Mark Dacascus walking through like that snowy field to find like the catacomb with the half dead girl is what probably one of my all time favorite shots. Or when the main character wakes up and he has like this hallucination of Monica Bellucci stabbing him in the mirror. This movie just, I mean, watch it again. Watch it multiple times. Go out and buy the Blu-ray. It's pretty rad. Chris? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just think this film's super overrated. It's like, there's a lot of stuff I like, but it's so dated. The stuff that we thought was super cool, people have done so much better since then, which mm. I'm talking about the Kung Fu stuff. The effects are super dated. The, like, it go, it's a, 142 fucking minutes yeah, of I, awesomeness. No, like, I actually, not awesomeness. There's sequences you're like, why is this in this movie? I, I mean, it's I going agree. on and oh, on and this on. There's a taxidermy scene in here that's like five minutes long. You're like, why is this happening right now? There's no reason for this uh, to be in this movie at all. Plot, it was not. You could have said... Do that, and then he did, and it was there. No, but there's like an almost erotic taxidermy sequence that goes on and on and on. You're like, say that like no. it's a bad thing. I do say that. Chris, Chris, let me ask Monica you a question. Bucci. Let me ask you a question. Hey. Why do you hate France? <laughs> Why? I, what did they do to you? I think Chris said that he just wanted to cut out. That's Italy. That's Italian. Well, fuck them too. <laughs> all no. the naked Monica Bellucci scenes get no, cut. No, I'm pretty sure that was not the point that I had. <laughs> I agree with them about the transition from her peaks to the other peaks. That yeah. was good. Uh, there's, uh, this is still a really fun movie. I'm just like... It's one of those it's like crazy. I feel like it would be right up Chris's alley. Like, I, and there's a lot of stuff. When I first saw it, I was like, "Wow, this is so groundbreaking!" Because it was, and now it doesn't hold up as well. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. Mm. It's there's a lot of beautiful cinematography in here. There's a lot of piss poor performances. Oh my god, these actors are not great in this mm. thing. Um, I'm, almost everyone is not great in this, except for Vincent Cassell's just chewing every bit of scenery he can, and even he is doing it in a very kind of dorky, over-the-top sort of way. I don't know. I just I think wow. this is fun, but you guys are giving it way too much credit. Wow. It, it, it's okay. not as good as, y'all, as you guys are saying hmm. it is. I, I mean... No offense. No, we're not taken. I didn't make it. Lots yeah, taken. I'm not, Lots I'm of not offense. I mean, I can see that. I, I agree with you. I think that it could have they could have chopped a solid 20 minutes off the movie. Oh, they could have chopped an hour off the film. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> All right, what's next? Oh, are you willing? Really, you, no, you just no, want I, me to stop I, talking. I no, no. Dog you soldiers. More? Well, no. Okay. Is it Wolf Cop or uh, Dog Soldiers? It's uh, I can't remember the how I wanted to do that. Okay, yeah. Next up is Wolf Cop. Oh, shit. Which is about a cop that is a wolf and a wolf that's a cop. Whoa. You just blew my mind. I think you pretty much... Given the plot summary for the fucking movie, (laughs) there really isn't more to it. It's this is the okay. So we don't often go into unless the whole topic is this to doing movies where the idea is just straight up satire, and this is straight up satire. Uh, One of those films that you put into like uh, what was the one we mentioned earlier uh, uh, with uh, uh, the Hitcher guy in it, um, Rucker Hauer. Um, Richard Donner? To, uh, uh, Joe Donner? Uh, uh, Hobo with a Shotgun. Oh. It's Hobo with a Shotgun type of comedy horror. It's like, it's really... It's a little nicer than Hobo with a Shotgun. D-level, like, stuff that, for whatever reason, got a lot of attention when this made the festival cir- circuit. And I admit, I enjoy this film, but upon rewatching it, I'm like, I don't think I could enjoy it twice. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, it was fun the first time. It's a novelty. Time. 
It was a novelty. It was much more of a novelty than most of those type of films are. It's better than some. Which are usually really terrible. And I came out of it going, wow, this had some genuinely kind of cool moments in it. But was it worth sitting through the whole film of a small town southern cop who gets bit by a wolf and turns into a werewolf while possessing his own intelligence, but he's a complete shit whole disaster of a human being to begin with, so it's kind of like... It's not about whether or not the werewolf is a bad, turns you into a bad person. You are already a bad person. It's a weird reverse that the werewolf turned him into a better person. Yeah, I think there's an attempt at a character arc. This is just one of those, like, you know, jokey movies that's sort of for fans to sort of inside baseball snicker at, you know? Um, uh, I don't get into movies like this. This is just not my thing. Like, you know... I prefer something like, you know, like we were talking about, like Evil Dead or or, or something where um, there's more of an actual movie and then the other stuff is in there. Yeah. This is like Manborg or, or movies like that where, or what's the one with the Nazi Iron Skies? Yeah. It's, it's one of those films that, that if you can see this in on in a theater with a crowd of drunken people, you will have a great I don't, time. I don't like know a that master pancake. I don't know that that's true. Like, for me, no matter what, like, I lose interest at a certain point because it's just not an actual movie. Like, I like the, there's no investment in the movie. It's all snarky, sort of ironic distance. And I think this movie tries to sort of take itself seriously, but they never really quite figure out that line where it's like, you know, it's sort of supposed to be sort of goofy, genuine, heartfelt, but also this, like, kind of satire... Um, I, I it did not really connect to me. I don't think it's actually that funny. Like if it was really funny, that's very different. But I think it's a little like kind of like huh, okay, that's kind of amusing, like eye roll stuff or whatever. I mean, there's uh, a lot of like like hitting all the notes. Like oh, it gets into heavy metal fans who are tied into all this stuff, and there's a lot of yeah. Like, I mean, like what I want is Shaun of the Dead, and if yeah. you're not going to give me something like that, or or even Cabin in the Woods, like or at least attempt to. Well, I just feel like. What's great about Shaun of the Dead is it's a comedy that is an actual zombie movie. And so this, this is just a joke. Like, from the beginning, like, he's a wolf cop, but, you know, it's like, it's kind of goofy. And, you know, they try. I mean, I think it's, it's obviously, it strains its budget, but better than a lot of other movies. Um, I, I can't necessarily, I would say this is probably the movie I was interested in the least, even probably below The Howling. Like, I just wasn't interested because I just don't think there's an actual movie there. I think it's... This feels to me like a like a 10-minute funnier die skit. So, Russ? Uh, you said most of the stuff I was going to say. I mean, it was definitely... I, I was kind of excited to put this on the list, and I, I hoped we'd, we'd get more out of it. Uh, and, and, you know, it just... It started, and my heart sank, and I was just... I said, you know, the same thing. Is this, is this supposed to be funny? Because it's not funny... Uh, I'm going to need something, you know, a little more Edgar Wright or something out of it, you know, and the, the bad guys show up and they're wearing trench coats and they're carrying a switchblade and, and then he becomes the wolf, but he, he's also the cop. And then I thought like, okay, so he's a wolf cop. He's like yeah, a wolf cop. Yeah. But I was like, he's so, a cop. He's a wolf. But Some I want to say, so it's, wolf? it's fucking teen wolf. Is that what this is? It's like, it's teen wolf. I feel like a better premise for like an eighties television series. Hmm. Cop wolf. And I would, wa- I probably would have watched that and been really excited about it, but not if it was on Wait, the why level. Why did we review Teen Wolf on this? Was that did that actually make the list? Because it's not horror. No, I think yeah. maybe not if we get to horror comedy, 
Um, I don't think it's horror comedy. It's just comedy that making fun of horror. Fair. Well, whatever it is, Teen Wolf is a million times better than this. Okay. It is uh, movie. Um, and Wolf. you know, it was it was mer- mercifully short. Uh, and I do feel like it's another one of these movies that we we've talked about where it seems like they were really excited about doing the special effects, and and that became a big focus of it, particularly his transformation with the blood and the you know I, I just. I don't remember this. Uh, I was I was out on this. I was out on this movie, and I, I don't even hate it. Like I don't hate this movie, but it was definitely something where I, I feel like this is one of those movies where somebody goes, "Hey, man, let it go." You know, it's called Wolf Cop. Like you know what you're getting into, and I I kind of hate that. Like mm-hmm. I kind of hate this idea that we're just supposed to kind of let it go because I think the kinds of movies that you're referring to this movie as being like, like the Evil Dead or or movies like that, they're they're not as uh, uh, bad as what this movie's trying to accomplish. So to say, they're much better. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Having just finished this movie right this minute, um, <laughs> she was literally like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I'm watching it on my I'm phone. I'm watching with the subtitles. fucking Wolf Cop. Totally fair review. Totally legitimate fair review. Um, I think this is like the stoner. Of werewolf movies. I don't know if that's like putting down stoners or not. I I mean, I kind of feel like I might be degrading stoners because this is kind of like. They're too stoners. Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of film you sit around, you take bong hits, of which I do not do, by the way. Oh, you want a bong hit? No, I do not do bong hits. Say no drugs, kids. Say no to drugs. And you get, and you just like sit there and laugh at the fucking werewolf cop. And it's just so like base humor. It's really like heavy handed. It tries too hard. I do, oh, I, there were some things I did like about it that I'm just the absurd shit, like the fact that their big festival is called the Drink and Shoot. I mean, that I thought was kind of, kind of funny, but my. He's like, I would go there. I, I, yeah, I let's go, let's go drinking and shooting. I mean, it's just so absurd. But I think the only part of the movie that I really, really liked and, um, it was the transition, the first transition scene, because that's the only penis to werewolf transition scene I think pretty, I've ever seen. It's actually a pretty solid effect. Um, it's a fantastic <laughs> effect and his, and I mean, for me, if you're going to make me fucking watch werewolf films, they better have some good transition scenes. And this one had a fucking good I, transition scene. I mean, I agree. Scene. I don't think the, I think for the budget that it has, I think the effects are pretty good. Yeah. But uh, I think that's the problem with the movies that they, they focus so much yeah, on. Yeah. Otherwise, I just think it's super heavy handed with its h- humor. And it's just, I mean, give me. It felt like you spoke humor with quotes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's. I feel like it's just really base, basic. Like, I mean, I, junior high people can write better. Mm, certain junior high. All right. Well, Wolf Cop, everybody. Uh, I will say, I you know, going to my review, I feel like you mentioned Shaun of the Dead. I don't think that was their touchstone at all. Yeah, I, I think their touchstone was Shakes the Clown. <laughs> I think that was their touchstone. No, I don't because comedy. I think Shakes the Clown is more of a real movie. This this feels more like The Room or Birdemic. No, or, no, no. I mean, in terms of the characters and the comedy they were trying to do, I yeah, think right. that's what they were chasing after. They were there's nothing about this that feels like they saw Shaun of the Dead and went, "We want to make a werewolf movie like that." It felt like we wanted to make a werewolf movie like Shakes the Clown with a totally pathetic, uh, just. 
terrible human being who's the main character, you know, who's going through an arc as it goes along with lots of even vomit shit and like, like stuff like, I was like, I felt at points, wow, it kind of feels like if you overlaid them, the timing might even be on the same level to some degree. It's just, this is much more of a dumb satire movie that's not really that funny. Uh, the effects are good. There's some really, there are some funny moments in it, that being said. And this is, I mean, you, I think there's a difference between saying, just turn your brain off and saying, this is the movie to watch in a festival with a big crowd. I think those are two different things. Like, this is a movie that's going to be more fun by drinking and everyone cheering and going, this is so absurd and ridiculous. Let's have fun with it. Then to say, I can watch it at home and go, wow, I had a great time watching that. Wait, wait no, I didn't. Uh, I, I, I don't disagree that there is a difference, but I think in both instances, I'm probably going to have the same reaction. To the fair movie. enough. Yeah. Um, there's a, where, a very famously talked about werewolf on human sex scene in here. Which is still funny to watch to me, mm. where I'm like, they're doing very red shoe diaries with it, and but it's a werewolf having Again, sex with this, it. that just felt like YouTube hot female me. chick. And I was like, okay, that's a thing that I guess no one had done yet. I'm sure you porn was like, hey, we've done that, but you know, <laughs> I, I had not seen it. It's okay. There's, and I like that it went to the point where there was like lizard shapeshifters in the third act where it was like there was a cult of other things going on. The third act is much more amusing than I feel like the first two acts is where it gets into some super like, well, that's funny. That's neat that you took it there. I've not seen another Wolf Cop, the sequel. People I know who loved Wolf Cop have told me, you'll love another Wolf Cop. So perhaps there's more reptilian shapeshifters. Perhaps. I cannot say, having not seen it. But I will say, I think overall, if you already know that this type of movie, I mean, if you love films like Hobo with a Shotgun or or Birdemic or The Room, then perhaps this is your type of thing. Uh if it, they are decidedly not, this will decidedly not be your type of thing. Mm. Our final film! Holy shit! Oh, no. Somebody do symbols raise... We need like a gong or something. Is what I think is actually one of the best films we're going to talk about. Oh, thank this whole podcast. you, Chris. I'm so glad you said that. Which is the 2002 action horror film directed by Neil Marshall, Dog Soldiers. I remember seeing this when it came out in the theaters and going... Being so blown away by it that I went back to the bu- the bar I was working at and annoyed the shit out of everyone I was working with by going, what would happen if werewolves attacked here? Like, going, what would we do if werewolves attacked this building? And I was like, what are you talking what about? What a nerd. Dude? It's like, no, seriously. Shut dude, up, nerd. Seriously, what if werewolves attacked? What would we do? I was just so into the the whole werewolf. This is the first movie since American Werewolf in London that really brought me to that point of like, dude, werewolves are cool. And, uh, of course, Neil Marshall went on to direct a bunch of other horror films, uh, including The Descent, which was a huge hit for him. Arguably the best, one of the best horror films and, of all time. And multiple different, very critically acclaimed and award-winning Game of Thrones episodes, which, ironically, several of the actors in here went on to be in Game of Thrones. Liam Cunningham. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the idea being here... That uh, a, a group of soldiers have uh, been sent out on a 
sort of a test mission with uh, things on their rifles. Like, uh, what do they call them when you put them on your guns that, like, keep them from firing? Uh, uh, Suppress- suppressors? No, not suppress. Suppressor is the, is the sound. I don't know. Is that? The, okay. Uh, Whatever. Uh, we're not, we're, we're definitely not soldiers. Basically, yeah, we are definitely not soldiers. <laughs> basically, like, out in the woods, they're dropped off. Like, okay, it's just a, you're, you're going versus a group of special forces is the testing mission. And then it turns out shit has gone terribly wrong. And then it turns out our primary character, uh, who is um uh oh good lord what is his name uh Kevin, Kevin McKid is has had a as we see in the beginning of the film has had a previous experience with said special forces uh soldiers which is uh led by super douchebag Liam Cummingbank who also Cunningham, yes exactly uh who has been left deeply gored and covered with the gore of his fellow soldiers who's like we got to get the fuck out of here as something else is going on. Something else, of course, is indeed werewolves in the woods. The movie really starts moving when everybody ends up in a small cottage. Uh, they're discovered by uh, a, a local, uh, not local local, but local visitor local, uh, or at least at first, uh, so we think, uh, played by Emma Cleesby, who picks them up in a Jeep and goes, come with me. I know these people. I don't know why they're not in their house, but let's all hide out in here. Most of the film is indeed, is a... Um, like a bottle episode. It's yeah, a bottle episode. It's a... Sta- uh, with a uh, stand- Say more of a siege film. A siege film. Thank there you. you. That's exactly what I was looking for, is the werewolves are... Cons- are, are constantly trying to find ways to break into the house and these soldiers are trying to find ways to keep them from doing said uh, thing. Uh, Sean Pertwee playing uh, the, the guy who's got the closest rela- who's the sergeant who's got the closest relationship with Kevin McKidd playing the the, the major protagonist uh, which is almost a, almost a meet cute in a weird sort of way throughout this where they've got this sort of relationship that's so close and adorable you're just kind of rooting for them to like their relationship to continue. It's, I to, mean it's kind of like a bromance. I wanted them to make out so bad at one point. I was like you guys are so cute together. You should be a thing. I'm sorry, they're that adorable. Where I was like, I love you guys. You're Especially so cute. Especially at the end when they band together and they're like the last two standing. Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. This film is so nonstop fun. The first act is a little wonky, I'll give you that. It takes a little while to go, well, this just feels like a normal fucking like horror film. But it really gets going once they get to the cottage. And I had nonstop fun with this. Uh, one of the things is like we referenced earlier films that reference other werewolf movies, which weirdly... Nobody references other films more than werewolf films. Werewolf films in general seem to werewolf reference other werewolf films. And this one does it the funniest throughout it. And it just references other films, period. It references like the evil dead, like, but in a way of sort of characters being aware of those things existing and talking about them in a way that mm. people would in like a Tarantino or Rodriguez film or something like that, or an Edgar Wright film, like them, they're culturally aware people who are like, we're fucked, man. Lycanthropes. I, I had so much fun with this movie, watching it again. I was so worried that I wouldn't, and I loved it. I agree wholeheartedly, and it makes me sad that the Summers brothers don't agree with uh, either of us. They didn't really like it as much as we did. Okay, but, why don't you talk about your review? We'll talk okay, about it. Okay, well, I'm just saying that it makes me sad, because I feel like we bonded over brotherhood against Chris, and now Chris and I are bonding over dog soldiers against y'all. Okay. Um, it goes on. Oh, the tides Okay, so first of all, I just want to say that you know immediately that Liam Cunningham is going to be the giant fucking evil douchebag, because because he kills fucking dog in the first act, and you're just like, 
Yeah, oh, he, well, now you're an asshole. Apparently, he's like ahead of the Kingsman. Because <laughs> I was like, wait, that's a Kingsman thing. He just fucking killed the, killed the dog. It made me kind of worried. It's like, do you guys know something about the military that really happens that we that's fictional? Because both that and the Kingsman is like Jesus your final Christ test is you have to is kill you have your to dog. Kill the fucking dog. Yeah. Like, fuck that shit. Honestly, John Wick has it right every single time. Kill every motherfucker who wants you to kill a dog. Exactly. Every single one. Exactly. Um, I absolutely love this film. And I, again, just like Chris, I was worried that on a second watch, I was not going to like it as much as I did the first time. The first time I was like, this is a really fucking solid werewolf film of which I hate. I like it. And so I watched it again and I was like, I still like it. So I'm very pleased. Um, this is definitely probably my second favorite of the night brotherhood being my first favorite. Mm. Uh, I like all of the characters. All of the actors are just solid actors. There are a couple of things that I didn't prefer. And I thought in the beginning, some of the gore, especially um, the sergeant's intestines when he gets like disemboweled. I thought that looked really super fake. It was like jello. I don't know what the hell their I mean, special effects guy was doing. Incredibly low it's budget. a low budget, <laughs> but I mean, I've seen, I mean, like, come on, let's talk about Tom Savini and his budget yeah, and a sure. lot of early films that look fucking fantastic. It just, it looked really bad. Um, you don't actually get to see any transitions oh. really. Um, I mean, you see like before and after, really but you don't, you don't really get to see a lot of in between. So I, I mean, I kind of was like, I would have liked to seen one solid transition, uh, be, in the, in the, cause again, werewolf films, I want to see a fucking okay. transition. Um, also the whole plot with Megan didn't make any sense to me because she's helping them, but then she's turning against them. No, I agree completely, and yet I still love this movie unabashedly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, I was so she had gone out there and then... Like, I think that she thought that they were coming to hunt her werewolf friends, and so she was bringing them into the pit, and then she realized that they were innocent, and so she was going to help them get away, but then she realized that they were just going to kill all the werewolves Is anyway, that? so then she turned back against Is them. It? Is it? So that's so like not what I. I, I mean, up on. that was that. Is that was, what you picked up on? Is that how you see what happened with her? Is that her arc? That's I'm, the only I'm thing that makes really sense. Time figuring out what her arc. My is thing was is like. she had gone out there to study the wolves and then had realized that this people were the clan of the wolves and so she was trapped. No, with no, them. no, no. She was, well, I was talking about when she went out to save the soldiers. But I thought she said like she she thought she might be able to get out of there with them, like get away from the family. No, I think she was. I definitely maybe. felt like she wanted. I mean, she even said as much where she was like, "I thought you guys could do this. You can't." So I'm teaming back up with the other guys. I, it was it, okay. So I I thought differently. Like I thought she went out to like have like ambush the soldiers, bring them back to where they can be massacred so by her family. I remember looking this up. I was so confused. And then she was like, "Oh shit, was they're innocent guys. They don't know where they're at." It is. It is confusing. It, I mean, that whole plot point is such a huge gaping hole in the movie. But, I mean, I feel like this is one of those movies that it's so much fun. That it would be like about arguing plot points in Army of Darkness, yeah, where I'm just like, exactly. yeah, what does it matter? Or plot points in Brotherhood and the Wolf, which is batshit insane. Okay, well, that's uh, a little different. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that was the <laughs> only thing I think. Uh, the werewolves look great. 
The acting is great. The action is great. The gore is fucking fantastic. So, I mean, I really, really like this Although that one sequence where the dog is pulling what you think is the intestines was originally they shot a scene where it was his intestines, and they were like, that's too gross. No, I fucking love that And they changed it where it was just the bandages, and every audience member thought it was the intestines. I thought it was was the intestines. It was supposed to be the bandages. One of my favorite gags of the whole entire thing when the dog's eating is, or trying, and that, and when the cow gets dropped on them, I always just thought that was hysterical. I think there's so many parts in this. So anyway. I'm sorry, yeah. but so sword, on to the guys, sword in chief, on to deep the bu- throating a sword. On to the bummers. Yeah, you go um, I I I think Chris, <laughs> I, if I remember correctly, this premiered on Sci-Fi, not yes. in theater. Oh, well, shit, it did, I have, it did have a festival run. Yeah, it had a festival run. Um, uh, this this feels like a Sci-Fi movie to me. It, it feels like a low budget um, movie where they're trying to do more with what they have. And um, I can see that Neil Marshall is talented watching it, um, especially since he wrote it. But uh, I, I like it. I didn't like it much then, and I didn't love it now. I didn't hate it, but I felt that, um, I, like, again, this movie is way too fucking long. Like, this movie is way. This movie needs to be about an hour and a half, and you know, you could easily cut out twenty minutes of this movie because the the attacks are incredibly repetitive. They're really the same. You know, they, they try and get around the thing with the wolf. I don't really think they're particularly successful in a way that it's not glaringly obvious to me that they're kind of high. The wolf is just so hidden throughout a lot of the movies. When the wolf does show up, it's not bad, but it's just like I can feel. I just, I, I mean, like I don't mean to. I just feel like them trying to edit around it. Um, the accents in this movie are so thick, and like usually, I know like people bitch about that, and I'm always like, dude, who cares? But in this particular movie, like it was, it was. It was a barrier to entry for me because a lot of times like I don't know what the fuck they're saying and they're they're talking really fast and he's like almost almost willfully talking in these like super thick English accents and I was Scottish. Like, was they Scottish? Sorry, um, British. So it was really fucking annoying. Uh, and I don't really care about all the like he just likes playing footy and I don't fucking give a shit. Like that's not a character. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Sean Pertwee and uh, uh, Liam Cunningham are amazing actors. I feel like they're both sidelined in this movie for way too long. Um, and they're the most interesting characters. And uh, they're just like, you know, and sort of they fold really quick, uh, both of them. And I think also the movie does a really obnoxious thing where it withholds information for an incredibly long time. And then it spurts it all out at the end. And you really don't have – it doesn't explain it well. Like we're talking about who is this girl that's with them and what are her actual motivations. And at the same time revealing – Liam Cunningham's thing, which by then you figured out, but it, you're just kind of waiting for them to explain a little better, and they don't. Um, but what his plan was, so those two things are sort of revealed in like almost the last ten minutes. Um, this movie should be right up my alley. It's like a hybrid movie of like werewolves and like you know, it's basically like Straw Dogs meets Aliens meets American Wolf in London. It is not. Like, I think this movie is kind of a drag. It, it kind of goes on forever. Like, I, it wasn't... I, I never really buy the action that's going on, and it does really feel like this low-budget movie that's trying to do more with what it has and not really selling me. Um, so, yeah, I just... Um, I was really ready for this one to be over. Like, it's too bad. Like, I see why you guys liked it, and I, I think I was probably hoping to like it more, but to me it still is just feels like a low-budget sci-fi movie from, like, 2002. You can tell Neil Marshall's talented, but... Man, I was like, not. And he went on to really cool stuff. Yeah, and I, you know, I mean, there are things I like. Like, I certainly like the cast. I like the setup. I liked a lot of the ideas. I think the ideas are pretty solid, but I think the movie itself was not really fun. So, Russ, 
I'm probably less harsh on this movie than than Rob was. Uh, I don't feel like. Hooray! Uh, yeah, from, from the, from the uh, in air quotes uh, from from the time uh, I saw I, fr- I originally saw it and I, I haven't seen it since, and then now uh, the movie grew a little bit more in my estimation certainly versus my memory. Um, I, I think you know Neil Marshall is one of those guys like you know he's seen all the same movies we have and he's excited to make his movie and and part of the fun of watching you know low budget horror movies is watching people try and get around their budget and you really root for them and I did have that experience watching this movie probably more in the middle of the movie than the beginning of the movie uh, of watching Neil Marshall I think try and solve those problems and I think for the most part I felt like he did you know a pretty decent job with it I, I thought the the wolves are really neat I, I I guess I read in the the trivia that he use these dancers and so the wolves have kind of an interesting movement to them so i thought that was really cool um the first 20 minutes this movie are fucking monotonous and and they're you know they're they're watchable but they really took me out of the movie and and like rob said like you get me on the sort of British lad stuff with the pints and the footy and the whatever, and I, I, I just check out on that stuff. It's like kind of alpha male and I just I, – I, I, I was really bothered by it. And I think – unfortunately, I feel like the characters aren't really like that for the rest of the movie, but that beginning was just, oh, my God. Um, the, the dog grabbing the intestine thing, as we talked about, like I don't understand that if you knew it was going to be a bandaged and – you should have just made it white. I don't know. It's really weird to me. Um, and it's, is it, am I supposed to laugh at it? Is it supposed to be horrific? Um, and then, and then also they have the thing where the guy throws up on the head and that was really I stupid. Um, of course you do. Um, I, I, actually, I'm sorry, I, I, usually, I usually hate gross out scenes like that. And that scene made me laugh really hard. Uh, I, I will say the, the ending of the movie, the, 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 the final act with these three desperate men, uh, uh, fighting for their lives, and I think for the most part making pretty smart decisions. Uh, I, I was into that, you know. I felt like okay, like this is pretty cool. Um, but uh, it wasn't enough to completely redeem the movie for me, as we talked about. It has this, it grows this weird plot at the end of the movie, and I just, you know, I I, I don't think I mind as much as you guys, but it was incredibly muddled. Uh, but you know, this this is not a terrible movie obviously in any stretch of the imagination i think obviously if you like werewolf movies if if you like these kind of action monster hybrids then you know it it's it's a movie you should definitely check out and i really like how you said that they're making smart decisions and i'm wondering if that's the reason why i like this movie more than i like other ones because you don't get that very often you you really don't and obviously i think it's something that especially for the four of us who watch a lot of horror movies, both because of the podcast and because we're fans, that's something you give people a lot of credit yeah, for. And that's, that's a very valid point. I, and I think, yeah. They, these soldiers are actually good soldiers. Well, at least where the they, main guy. Yeah, where they're like, this is what you do, and they it, it's a positive result. So they're like, okay, there's stuff they can't predict, but overall, you're like, wow, you're good at your job. Everything's and, well calculated. And, and also, um, and this is really important, they accept the reality of their situation. Yeah. Yeah. We don't spend a lot of time with them going, oh, it's not possible, it's or what werewolf. is this? I mean, they're, they're like, so annoyed by I, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, they're like, I don't know if it's a werewolf or not, but they accept that they're being attacked by these giant creatures. So, well, right. hey, Doomers, thanks for listening. Can we come to the end and give our top three of the films that we saw? Oh, I can definitely go. Uh, Brotherhood. Let me, let me of, guess. Let me guess. Brotherhood of Love. <sighs> 
Dog soldiers. Oh, I didn't get to guess. Go on. Go ahead. What do you think my third one is? It's, if you say ginger snaps, it's, it's not, not gonna it's not going to be ginger snaps. Uh, you said brother the wolf and dog soldier. Shit. What else did we do? Uh, <laughs> American Werewolf in London. I would American say Werewolf. American Werewolf. Yeah. Chris? Uh, my number one is American Werewolf in London, which is not only the greatest werewolf movie ever made, it's one of the best horror movies ever made. One of the best movies ever. One of the best movies ever made, period. Uh, my number two of this list is Dog Soldiers, and my number three is Ginger Snaps. Okay. Come on. Russ? Ooh. Uh, American Werewolf, uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf. And then, I mean, it's probably a tie between Wolf and, and Wolfman. Okay. That's exactly what? my list. Yeah. Oh, God damn, SBs. On this particular like, one, that's the way it's going to go. They're twinning right now. Um, real quick, before we go, uh, Russ and I's award-winning short film is now available online, Couples Night. We'd love it for you guys to check it out if you haven't already watched hey, it. Hey, I actually even repped it on Double Toasted when I was on you it did? the other day. No I definitely shit. did. It's like, I'm hugging you right now. You said, just can't feel it. They were like, do you want anything to rep? I was like, everybody knows I'm on one of us.net that I run it, so I'd rather talk about this and mention Couples That's Night. That's badass. Wow. Thank and you. totally follow them on GrandSchemeProductions.com. Yeah, uh, Evil Twin Russ, uh, some big idea. Yeah, so yeah, so uh, if you want to check it out, it, it's GrandSchemeProductions.net. Um, you can check it out there, or you can search for it on YouTube and Vimeo. Uh, probably easiest to just go through that. Or uh, Russ and I, we have links to it on our uh, Twitter. On Twitter, Russ is... At EvilArchEnemy.com, or at, at EvilArchEnemy. At EvilArchEnemy, and then Instagram is uh, EvilTwinRust. EvilTwinRust. Yeah. yeah, and I'm uh, uh, at some vague idea on both. Um, so, yeah, if you can check it out, we'd love a like or a comment. Um, both those things really help, so if you can do that, check it out. Uh, and uh, I just, just I, someone, anyone, come Yeah, seriously, please. man, we love all that stuff. It's surprising come how many on, people watch your stuff and don't say and, and you guys are... I'm at, I'm at prof.patience. Uh, I'm on that Twitters, and I'm on the Instagrams, and on I'm the on the Facebooks. And I'm actually going to probably be putting out some of my uh, horror short stories Yay. for free. Uh, here in the next couple of months, so Rad. keep a look out for that, so you can start watching or for my writing. You give them to me, and we could put them in the subscription levels. Oh, I could do that too. Yeah, I'm totally willing to do good. that. Yo, so yeah, because you should be subscribing, dicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call them dicks. Dicks. They mean well, and right. who isn't subscribing um, Chris, is a dick. I, I want to say, obviously, you guys, I own this website. I run this website, so you know where to find me here. But I do want to point out that we have a lot of social media out there that we're always posting stuff on that isn't stuff that necessarily shows up on the site itself. There's a lot of sideline stuff. We do live video stuff that shows up on our oneofus.net Facebook page, on our oneofus.net Instagram page, or oneofus.net Twitter page, or on the deliberations of Doom Twitter and Instagram and Facebook pages. You should friend and like all that stuff and tell your friends about it. Interact, man. We love that stuff. Exactly. We love and we will. We do interact. We will go, what did you say? Don't do the thing where you send a private message to the page because those are harder. Those get lost in the system. We will accept just all unsolicited dick pics, just uh, so you know. On the official oneofus.net page, we don't allow for like people to post stuff on there, so it gets a little confusing, right? But like, and so there you can send one. But look, reach out. There's a million us. ways to reach out. There's a million ways to reach out. We want and you to reach out. We want to talk to you. We want to interact with you. We love you guys. And thanks again to Oscar Blues. Thanks again to Oscar Blues who make great beers. For getting us pretty drunk tonight. They really did. Yeah. Again. Anybody else pretty drunk? 
I mean, oh, you've been eating Kit Kats all night, and everybody knows that's the solution to not getting drunk. Yeah. So a, we're going to start. Wait, we're going out drinking, right? No, <laughs> I am. I'm staying in drinking. 